It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. Thursday edition of Locked On Rams. Excited to have another awesome show for you guys today. Typically, we've been doing kind of our rundown on the 2019 schedule, having a crossover segment with another host from the network. We're actually doing that tomorrow. So today we'll kind of go over a few things. We were talking about the defense yesterday with Jake Ellenbogen. If you didn't get a chance, go back and check it out. Remember, you can find us on the new streaming app Himalaya. It's free. Super easy to use, has every single podcast you love or are searching for. You can find and download Himalaya on the App Store, Google Playlist Store. Don't forget to follow Lockdown Rams once you're there. You can also find us on LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter and Lockdown Rams Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well. Reach out, say what's up, leave a review. We love hearing from you guys, whether it's the off season or regular season or even in our Super Bowl push. Before we get off and running, today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. So for today's show, Lockdown Rams Thursday, I figured we'd pick up where we left off with Jake Ellenbogen talking about some of the defensive stuff. I want to dive a little bit deeper. I'm not sure if you guys are following along and watching the behind the grind. I got behind. I got a little caught up in Game of Thrones and... Got a few episodes behind on Behind the Grind. I went back and watched one today, and it was like perfect timing. We were just talking about what are we doing in the secondary, all these additions to Lee, Peters, Weddle, all that and more. And then I go back and watch Behind the Grind, and it highlights Marcus Peters. It highlights the position coach in Aubrey Pleasant. And I want to share a few of those clips with you because, man, I watched it twice. I was just so enamored by Aubrey Pleasant. And we talked about him before on this show, and I don't think he gets enough credit on this team. Obviously, he's the DB's coach, works with the secondary. Uh, There was talks about his name floating around as far as a defensive coordinator out in the league, potential head coach in a couple years, those type of things. He decided to stay with us, continue to work for a goal, which is getting to the Super Bowl and winning that. Uh, But they highlighted him, and I want to share a little piece from that so you guys can hear Aubrey in his own words. If you haven't yet, this guy is understandably qualified for all those positions we just talked that his name was floating around and soon will be. I mean, especially if you're looking at the Sean McVay coaching tree, this guy will be a part of that very soon. So we got to take advantage while he's here. Here's Aubrey Pleasant talking about his passion for the game and what gets him going uh, when it comes to football, what motivates him. Here's Aubrey Pleasant talking all those things. Here's Aubrey Pleasant, DB's coach for the Los Angeles Rams. When you talk about excellence, it's really, to me, it's just a mindset. Um, trying to do what you can to the best of your ability as long and as much as you can. It's not necessarily an action, it's a mindset. I think when you try it and then you see the results, I think you like the results and then you stay committed to the process. Practice, performance, preparation equals game reality. Get you one more, dig in there, try to get it out. Yep, good, good. 
you know, people, they look at me and they say the passion, they say the drive, you know, it, it all comes from playing. You know, my career ended before I wanted it to. And so because of that, uh, I believe it's going to take a lifetime of coaching for me to get that time back. So when I'm out there coaching, you see me with that passion, you see me running around, you see me screaming and yelling, that's because I'm still playing. Also because just my career in college didn't end up the way I wanted it to, you know? I just knew I was going to do You know, I just knew it was going to happen, and it didn't work itself out. There isn't any bitterness, but there is a sense of bitterness when I don't feel like guys are going as hard as they need to or they're not tapped in, or they're not taking care of their body, or they're not being good teammates. Those things really, really affect me because I know when we were younger, we all did it for free. Woo! Man, I could have saved that for some Hype Edition Friday intro right there. Aubrey Pleasant putting it down. Uh, some of the things I love that he talked about there uh, is really giving your best version of yourself every day. And it's not so much the action, it's more of a mindset if you believe uh, what you're doing and you start to see results, you start to buy into that more. I love that approach on things, not looking at result base, but more of a mindset base. You know, what are you bringing every day? Are you bringing 100%? If you are, then this is the results and you'll keep moving forward. So love that. And another thing that he said, practice, performance, preparation equals game reality. Those little words that he drops throughout practice. Uh, this was just one session that we followed him, so I can only imagine one. He says that all the time, like McVeigh is always preaching all of his stuff. But uh, I love to hear him coach and talk and just talk about football, talk about life. Uh, I wanted to make sure I got that in today's show because Aubrey Pleasant, man, holding it down. And one of the questions we talked about when we were talking about our secondary is, what's up with Marcus Peters? Is this guy going to be a guy that's going to be around a long time? And Jake talked about his conversation with Steve Wycheck from the NFL Network and basically talking about how they love Marcus Peters and this is a guy he expects to be around for a long time. Uh, here's the clip of Aubrey Pleasant talking about the first conversation he had with Marcus Peters, followed by a little piece on Marcus Peters' outlook of 2019 season. We'll be back a little bit more on this defense and hearing from some others like Sean McVay and a couple others from some of the press conferences. All that and more. Locked on Rams Thursday right after this. It all started with just a 100% real conversation. Sitting down and I'm not Coach Pleasant, I'm Aubrey. Marcus, nice to meet you. And we just talked. Uh, one of the first things that I did with Marcus is I told him my story. And then we talked about him and his and perception, the perception that he had on who he was as a person before he got a chance to come here. And Marcus said, listen, he said, I know I've done some things wrong. He goes, but coach, I haven't done anything wrong off the field. All I do is spend my time. I'm a servant. I'm a philanthropist. You know, I go back and get my money. I do everything I, I, I possibly can. He said, but for the fact that I've been as successful as I've been and I got traded in my rookie contract, I'm not with the team that originally brought me here. Let's get this thing going and get it right. This time last year, man, I was still just like, man, going through the whole process of just understanding, like, yeah, I'm trading now. I knew I was going to go to a dope-ass team who had some dope-ass players. And, you know, I just was excited to see who, who was next. Right now, we didn't have picked up Sue and be cooked. You feel me? So it was on. They didn't think we was going to be able to, to make it mesh. But when you come into an organization, you got people like Wade, you got people like AD, you got Brock, you got Jerry, you got Wig, you got all these TG. You feel me? We're going to see what 2019 Rams talking about. Where's the love? The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we are back. Second segment, Locked On Rams Thursday. We left our last segment hearing from Aubrey Pleasant and Marcus Peters, how that initial conversation went, breaking down the barriers, looking through all the stuff that you heard in the media about Marcus Peters not being a team player and he's trouble. Aubrey basically told him, hey, man, let's start from ground one, man. Introduction of names and and what we're about here which I think is very important, especially for Marcus Peters coming into this as a lot of people had a lot of doubts about him or questions or you know, created their own perception about who he was and what he was about. And he was able to kind of break those barriers down and build a great bond right away. And part of the process is getting to know your teammates. Last year, we talked about his performance and you know what we expected versus what we kind of got. And then him having to go forced into kind of that cornerback one role when Tlaib went down. So uh, a lot going on last year, but those guys did gel a lot better than I think most people thought. And a lot of that stems just with pure communication. And we'll hear from Aqib Tlaib here in a few seconds, and he harps on that big time, the, the importance of communication. But uh, really excited about what Marcus Peters can do in a full offseason with the Rams, not having to worry about where he's going, moving his family, all that type of stuff that he had to deal with last year, knowing the Rams now, knowing the organization, knowing Tlaib, uh, knowing John Johnson, knowing what he's got up front, talked about that leadership on and off the field with the coaches and the players. He loves this where he's at right now. So I do expect him to be a long-term signee, or as Jake mentioned yesterday, a franchise tag. This is somebody that you know they gave up a second-round pick for. Uh, he showed some production, showed what he can do, and I think he hasn't really hit that top-end level of what he can do in this system. So uh, expect this to be a big year for him. I would not be surprised if the Rams waited to do the contract extension. Uh, we talk about the Rams kind of notoriously known for getting that done in the offseason and before it kind of becomes a big deal and everyone has a crack at them uh, to get it done. So we'll see what they end up doing. I don't know if they'll do it this time with Marcus Peters, but let's say he goes out there, crushed it, has an amazing year. His money value goes up. Rams still want him around. They're going to have to pay for that. Uh, so we'll see how they attack it. But as I mentioned, another guy in the secondary that we're excited to see, hopefully around a little bit longer, and we don't know how much longer he's going to play, but he talked about that recently, Aqib Tlaib and uh, you know his leadership role and what he brings to the team. Here's him talking about what's important uh, during these offseason moments and you know why is he coming in even before it was mandatory to get in there and work with new guys like Weddle uh, and what he expects for his career uh, after this year. So here's Aqib Tlaib talking on all those things. Building up to this week and of course next week, uh, everyone's going to mandatory be here. What was uh, the process been like for uh, you guys? Uh, same old, same old, you know, just polishing up. 
playing football, you know, getting getting back in the swing of things, just same old, same old. What are some of the things when you say polishing up that, that you think this ball club needs to do right now? Uh, just communication, just, you know, tightening screws on uh, just little stuff, man, just communication, talking to each other. You kind of get the itch, you just want to get back and make this, you know, get back to the regular season, or are you just, like, enjoying the, the time? Yeah, we, you, you have families and things like that, you enjoy your time off. Uh, it ain't no rush, you know, we just finished playing, so it ain't no rush. Uh, we this, this cleanup time, so we definitely tightening up all the boats and uh, getting back on everything. What have you seen uh, back in the secondary from Taylor Rapp? Uh, he's learning. Definitely learning. It's a lot being thrown at him. Uh, he's learning strong safety, dime, free safety, so uh, it's a lot on his plate, and uh, he's picking it up fast. How about David Long? Same, same, man. It's a lot. He's playing inside, playing outside. A lot on his plate. He's picking it up fast, though. What about Eric Weddle? What has he brought to the secondary, and how much do you think his experience can help? Uh, I think it's going to help a lot, man. A uh, bunch of knowledge. A bunch of knowledge. Uh, he saw a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? And uh, he 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 bring experience to the secondary, and uh, it's going to help us out a lot. I, I love playing with him already. What are you? Why, what is he playing about him? What is he uh, just the communication, man. Smart dude. He can get everybody lined up. Uh, he might he might could, he might could play multiple positions tell you where to go so it's just it's versatility okay there's a, obviously a business side to football last year of your contract do you think beyond this year at all and nah man i just go one year at a time man the money I already made this year i, I got to do something on the field to make some money for next year so go one year at a time why do you think it's important to be at otas or why do you continue to come uh just for the communication you have somebody new like eric out there you want to get a good feel for him before it's live bullets you know and uh also, just camaraderie, you know what I'm saying? It's camaraderie means a lot in, uh, in football. So you come to vibe with each other. You get off work early, you vibe after work, and uh, you get used to talking to each other on the field. All right, again, that was Aqib Talib talking after practice the other day, kind of addressing a few things. But I think I heard the word communication in there at least five or six times. Very important part of that secondary. And we saw that when he went down last year. Uh, they had to fill in with a lot of guys excited about Weddle. Uh, he is, and so am I, but the the veteran leadership that he can bring and talking about the versatility. You always hear Sean McVay talk about that with the offensive line and Cromer as they talk about. They love to have guys that are very versatile, that can play multiple positions. And Eric Weddle is that on the defense. You know, he can come up towards the line, he can play back, he can, you know, go man to man, he can go zone. The what he can do and what he knows about this game. Uh, is amazing, and it's awesome to hear veterans like Akib Tlaib be able to look at him and be in awe or see a guy like that and be really excited to work with him. And he talked about that as far as being important to be here during OTAs, even in the non-mandatory days, to come in and be a part of this team. We talked about that uh, earlier in the week or even last week of was it a big deal for some of the guys not showing up on time for this, uh, but he wanted to make sure he came out. I think he missed one day of the OTAs, but he wanted to come out here and participate and get out there because, like as he mentioned it, uh, before they go into the regular season and start playing with live bullets, that he can now have this time to look back on, to build communication, uh, to get familiar with each other, how they work, how they communicate, and how they move on the defense, and what he can you know, lean on him for, uh, Weddle and, and other guys in this secondary and how that all comes together so a lot of really good stuff I'd sleep he's just another fun guy to listen to uh, we see him on the NFL network from time to time throughout the season and a guy who talked about his contract is he going to be around for another year and he's not focused on that like most of the players say uh, that he's got you know his money this year is earned and he's got to go play on the field and earn it for next year if he wants to continue to play which 
He hasn't really talked about retirement, but I think all of us are starting to look that way. I know he's got a couple years left that he could play, but you see a lot of these guys walking away earlier than later. Uh, if they get to that prime spot, like if let's say the Rams go and win the Super Bowl next year, it's going to be kind of tough to see guys like Andrew Whitworth walking away at the top of the mountain and not want to join him. So we'll see how this thing plays out and what he feels like after the season and you know how he felt working again with Wade and trying to come back here. We talked yesterday that Wade is on the last year of his contract. So uh, lots of pieces to be figured out on what that 2020 team looks like. But I think that's part of the reason why the Rams went and drafted the way they did. Obviously, Eric Weddle doesn't have much left. So uh, maybe, you know, two-year contract, I believe he signed. And he was even thinking about retirement into this year. So you go and you get Taylor Rapp in the draft, and then you go get David Long in the cornerback position. If you don't re-sign Marcus Peters or Tlaib decides to retire or go elsewhere, uh, you got a guy like that there that can step in, kind of what we saw, again, referencing that offensive line. Have him sit for a year, push him into a starting role year two. So a uh, lot of flexibility with the Rams roster overall. Uh, but I love hearing from those guys. And in fact, we're going to step aside. We're going to take another break. We'll be back with the third segment as we hear from the head football coach, Sean McVay, as he talks about a couple things getting ready for the season. We'll be right back. Lockdown Rams Thursday right after this. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked on Fantasy Football with your Locked on Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. All right, Rams Nation, we are back third and final segment of the show. Today's show is brought to you by Grip 6 Ultra Lightweight with no holes, no flap. It's great for a Father's Day gift, so go to grip6.com backslash lockdown. They've got a special offer just for you. That's, again, Grip 6, the best belt and last belt you'll ever need. So, so far today, we've been hearing from, you know, we heard from Aubrey Pleasant. We heard from Marcus Peters, Akeem Tlaib. We've been talking a little bit about the defense. But Sean McVay came out the other day uh, in one of his last press conferences before uh, the team goes for the break. And we see them back in camp. So, uh, he talks about a handful of topics that I kind of want to go through here and, and hear a little bit about. Uh, there was talk about, you know, what's the offseason going to look like? Obviously, the Todd Gurley knee situation, all that uh, so we'll start actually with kind of the game plan for these guys, because a lot of veterans, obviously we know Todd Gurley's uh, situation with his health, but they asked him, is there going to be any difference? You guys got like Austin Blythe and Brian Allen. Those guys are new. Are they going to see some time? So here's Sean McVay on the approach this year when approaching preseason, how they're going to get ready. 
Yeah, really, you know, like we've said, Lindsay, our goal is, is to get him ready to go for camp. You know, when we report, I think, July 26th. So, so that's the big picture perspective that we have with him. Um, I think those guys that are established, you know, we'll, we'll see. We've got some um, plans to be able to get some great work against the Chargers and Raiders in some practice settings. And as long as we feel like with the guys that have played a lot of football, uh, they've gotten some good work, then I think you'll see us err on the side of guys that have played a lot of football probably won't see them much in the preseason. Those things are always to be determined. But if I was to say what's you know the ideal plan, I think you'll see a very I don't, I don't I don't see any reason as long as we feel like he's able to get the work that we want necessary with those guys that have accumulated a lot of experience. Guys like Todd, um, you know, that's probably the approach we'll take, like what we did last year. Yeah, you know, I mean, lighter weight, I, you know, we haven't gotten into the specifics. I think the biggest thing was getting him to where he's feeling good, he's ready to go. Um, as far as, you know, give and take here, he's always been a guy that has a great command on his, his body weight and, and takes really good care of himself. So I think the most important thing to say that you want to put a finite weight on him, I want him to feel most comfortable, and that's the most important thing, uh, what he feels like he can function at, be the all-purpose back that he's been, and, and that's, that's, that's where we're at. So if he says, I'd rather play 5, 10 pounds lighter, um, and he's going to feel better about that, then that's exactly that what we'll do. And, and I think he's earned the right to be able to tell us how he's feeling, um, you know, with a give and take. And, and as long as he's got a why, which I know he does, then, you know, we're always receptive to those things. So, again, that was Sean McVay talking offseason, talking Todd Gurley weight loss, what they're doing in the preseason. And I, I, like, I love this about Sean McVay. He trusts his players. He trusts his coaches, the medical staff, all that. So when he was talking about the weight loss or what they're expecting, he said, I want Todd Gurley to be comfortable and to feel confident when he's doing it. And he trusts him in knowing his own body. And so if that means going a little bit lighter, and I'm sure he's being a little vague on some of this and there's a little bit more game plan and you know structure behind this, but... For him, it's all about these players and the accountability. Again, he talked about that with the offseason work. You know, we're going to get these guys up to, you know, up to schedule and getting them ready for week one at Carolina. Uh, but we know a lot of these guys, they're veterans. You know, do they need to see the preseason? Probably not. You know, and last year it worked out fine for us. They're even talking the NFLPA and, and the NFL about working down to a two-game preseason schedule and an 18-game regular season schedule. So knocking couple games off the preseason adding one to the regular season because it's just not needed and I think people are starting to notice that as this new coaching era comes this younger generation that basically is just going to say well we're not going to start our starters during this and we know who we want it used to be kind of a process to figure out who you want on your team and finding and filling your roster but it's just not needed at this point these days uh, and the risk that we've seen with injury going on so uh, Sean McVay talks about the trust in the players, the trust in these guys getting ready and also knowing their own bodies. So again, uh, he's got that style that is really fun to play for and he gives you ownership in what you're doing and not a lot of teams do that. So I uh, want to do a couple more things from Sean McVay before we get out of here. So since we were just talking about the preseason plan and what we're going to be doing, and we talked just a second ago about some of those rookies on the offensive side of the ball that are stepping into it, obviously with Joe Noteboom and Brian Allen at center, uh, here's Sean McVay kind of talking about what's what's going on with those rookie guys, what's their plan for the preseason, and kind of getting them ready for starting NFL football uh, come Carolina. I think so, Vinny. I, I think, you know, when you're looking at it, I, I think Joe and Brian have both done a great job transitioning themselves uh, into roles where, you know, if things worked out the way they are right now, we anticipate those guys as starting caliber players. And they've demonstrated that, um, you know, 
how we approach that specific to getting some of those reps, it might be a little bit different with those guys that haven't accumulated maybe the experience of Austin, Rob, and then obviously Andrew uh, at the tackle spot. So everything is a give and take. You don't ever want to have one overarching approach, but I think the biggest thing for us is if we feel like we're able to try to create some of those scenarios uh, in the absence or at least minimizing some of the risk for injuries with guys that have played a lot of football, that's probably the approach that we'll take. But I think, you know, Brian and Joe will will maybe be a little bit different, but that'll be something that, you know, Coach Cromer, myself, and us as a coaching staff and, and talking with our players will discuss. Uh, but we're hopeful to try to get as much good work as we can into training camp and um, as we move forward, you know, when we have really about a week left here, week and a half left, and then going into training camp. So a little peek into there as Sean McVay talks about his plan for Brian Allen and Joe Noboom coming into this preseason. Expect to see them play a little bit. I think that's kind of what he's leaning towards. Uh, he mentioned, I think, in the earlier clip about having some joint practices with the Chargers and Raiders. And last year we did the same thing with Baltimore. We got some really good work in with those guys and were able to kind of really – it gave him the comfort – to skip a lot of that preseason work. So uh, we'll see what they get done in those two practices and if they feel they got enough work, which I'm assuming with most players, they're going to feel that's good enough work. You get those, you know, an opposite team, you're practicing together, you start to bring up the level a little bit. It's nothing uh, crazy like a regular season game contact, but you start to play against somebody else and you start to really put some work on film and something that you can go back and work on. It's not just against your own guys. So I see that being important during the off season when we get those joint practices and look to kind of pull some of the other guys out of the preseason. But the rookies on the line may get a little bit more action because, again, of their inexperience in regular season games. Uh, wanting to get them in and see some live action against some players. But, again, I don't expect to see them play a lot in the regular season because, as Sean McVay alluded to, is you don't want to see any injuries. I mean, if we have an injury at the offensive line at this point, uh, we're going to have some trouble. So I want to be very careful there. Those are the big boys banging up front, so injuries do happen. Uh, but we want them to be healthy coming into the season. But at the same time, you want to be prepared. So uh, some telling information. I love Sean McVay. Sometimes keeps things really close to the chest, but sometimes in his little rants, uh, he kind of gives you a little bit of information that you can look into and start to piece things together. So uh, we'll continue to look into Sean McVay. I got a couple more clips, but we'll wrap it up for today. We'll hear from him later uh, on in the week or even uh, next week as we talk about a few topics. There's some good stuff that he mentioned. So we'll get to all that. I appreciate you guys listening again tomorrow. We've got a Lockdown crossover with Jeff Lloyd of Lockdown Browns. We're going to be talking that week three matchup over in Cleveland. I believe it's a Sunday night game. Primetime action, two teams uh, looking to battle it out there, and it should be a good one. So we'll talk to Jeff tomorrow, talk about all the expectations and the things that are happening out in Cleveland. I can't imagine that he doesn't have a whole lot to say about what's going on over there. So join us tomorrow for that conversation. I'm really excited about that. But you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time. Peace. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. 
We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network. 